You're listening to the High Life Podcast, and I'm your host, Meredith Wadsworth. From understanding your lifestyle choices to your limiting beliefs, living your best life starts with honoring yourself every day. It is my hope to fill each episode with information and inspiration to guide you towards living your own intuitive, intentional, and fulfilling high life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. If it's your first time tuning in, thank you so much for joining us on the High Life Podcast. I hope that if you are in the United States, you had a beautiful, wonderful, grateful Thanksgiving with family, friends, or whoever you're able to be with at this time. Um, And if you weren't able to be with anyone in person, I hope that you still got to connect with those that you're thankful for um, virtually in some way, shape, or form. I'm very grateful that I got to spend my Thanksgiving with my immediate family um, and the house we grew up in, my parents' house, where I spent most of quarantine. Um, And that's one of the pros of now living in Boston, downtown, just 30 minutes from where I grew up, my parents' house. Um, This is the first time in my life that I've actually lived on my own, but still this close to home. Um, And it's definitely a nice change after being on the road for a year and a half, um, and I don't get me wrong, I miss the road so much and I cannot wait to travel again, but I'm also very much appreciating this downtime that I'm getting. It's also really allowed me to consider more deeply the direction that I want to be taking the high life and my coaching practice in for the immediate to more distant future. I think when I was on the road constantly, I was always kind of using that as an excuse for not really taking my business as seriously as I think I always wanted to. Um, But traveling in and of itself is almost a full-time job. And so I never really felt like I could give it my all when I had a lot of other things that I was kind of planning or happening around me. I couldn't fully get myself organized to the point where I felt like I was going to show up as my best self. And even though I worked with several clients um, all throughout the last year, and that's been an incredible, and I've learned from every one of them just as much as they've learned from working with me. That's one of the things I love most about coaching is that it, it's such a symbiotic relationship. You know, we, we both mutually get so much out of working together. Um, and One of the ways that working with those clients so far has really helped me to grow is to help me realize what specifically do I love to coach about? Because I think when I started working in the coaching space, it was a lot more of, um, you know, fitness coaching and weight loss coaching and that kind of thing. And because that felt safe, you know, I knew a lot about food and nutrition and you know, I was spending a lot of time and mental brain capacity thinking about food and exercise because of my own issues that I had going on. It was not, you know, the healthiest mindset to be in, but, um, I was already thinking about that stuff all the time. So I was like, well, why don't I think about that for other people? But then as I was going through my own personal journey, as I was, you know, learning so much about myself and, and well-being and true health, um, and vitality on the road and exploring, you know, my own identity and shifting, um, constantly as we spoke about identity shifts and last week's episode. So definitely go check that out. Um, I, with that, my identity in a coach has shifted, um, immensely. You know, I think I no longer really consider myself to be just a health coach. Um, and if you've been tuning into the podcast for a while, you'll know that I've kind of had, 
uh, difficulties with defining the kind of coach that I am in general. And so I'm very open and honest, you see, about this struggle that I've had with my identity constantly shifting and my coaching identity constantly shifting. And so I think definitely initially starting out, I was um, unsure of myself as a coach and what off what I what value I brought into working with people. Um, should I just stick to, you know, nutrition and like the health and fitness from the physical standpoint, or should I really dive into things from a more mental, spiritual, um, capacity, uh, diving into more of like the life coaching type of thing, which I've learned over time is absolutely tied together. And I love so much being able to integrate both of those things together. And I think that's where I really thrive. Um, but in the end, at the end of the day, you know, the, the physical, uh, health coaching type of stuff really just feeds into the fact that people want to embody their truest selves more deeply um, and in doing so live a more free, abundant and fulfilling life. And that to me is true well-being. Um, and so that's where I really love to work with people and help them peel away all the layers that are holding them back from living that authentic life for themselves getting to really know themselves and identify who they truly are holistically integrating the darker sides of themselves that they think they need to hide from everybody else with the sides that they already love about themselves and helping them to love everything from, from all angles. Um, and that takes a lot of time. You know, that's not a transformation that I can say is going to happen in just six weeks of working together, but in those work in in those weeks that we start together my goal as your coach is to help get you to a point where you're more comfortable and you're able to ask yourself these tougher questions you start to reframe the beliefs and the thoughts that you continue to have and you're able to catch yourself having them and and question them and get curious about them and t- take yourself on this self-study journey and I'm there to support you and guide you through it and and get you through the parts where you feel stuck because inevitably you're always going to feel stuck. There are going to be parts along your journey where you feel incredible and you're discovering things about yourself and you're just like falling in love with yourself and then there are points where you just feel like your world is falling apart and that's all part of it. That is all part of it. And so as your coach, I love to help people get through those highs and be there or be there for the highs and help them get through those lows um, and helping to pull themselves, pull, you know, pull my clients along at each part, helping them connect the dots between their physical, mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, um, how it's manifesting in their relationships and their career and, and their passions. And it's just so beautiful to witness. And I learned so much about people, about myself at the same time that I'm working with, with these clients. And I just love it. So you can probably hear it in my voice, (laughs) but you know, so much of the past few weeks and, and, um, the past month or, or two really have, have been a lot of this stepping into this owning, this ownership of what I know I can offer people. So, so much of the work that I've been doing, um, on myself and and my own personal growth, as well as in my business is getting out of my own way. It's getting over those perfectionist thoughts and thinking that things need to be perfect before I can really jump out there and throw stuff at the wall as you'll hear us talk about in today's episode. Um, so 
Today, I have my dear friend Ricky on the podcast, and Ricky is one of my closest gal pals. She is one of my fellow yogis from my teacher training in Bali, so we met just at the beginning of this year. Crazy to think that. That was like 10 months ago, almost a full year ago now, Um, but also fully believable (laughs) that this year is coming to an end at long last. Um, So Ricky and I sit down for just a fun chat. This is like some, this is kind of my favorite format of episode, um, of interview episode, because we just kind of shoot the shit. We talk about what it's like for us being new, relatively new movement instructors, especially trying to branch out into and build a yoga community during a pandemic, which is not easy for a number of reasons. So we talk a bit about that. Um, We talk about our experiences and perspectives on the health and wellness and fitness industry as a whole, as from the perspective of being movement teachers um, and how it's impacted our own journeys um, and our own approaches to to wellness and fitness over the years, um, which I've talked about a bit quite a bit um, from, my, from my own perspective on the podcast before. Um, so it's nice to also get Ricky's perspective on that as well, which I think you'll appreciate. Ricky is killing it as a yoga teacher on Instagram currently, and she also does teach in-person classes in her apartment in New York, which is amazing. Um, so if you're in New York, definitely check her out. Um, her Instagram is Ricky underscore wellness, and it'll be linked in the show notes along with everything um, else that we talk about today, particularly her embodiment program, which is incredible. And I'll let her explain that. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode. There you are. Like literally in bed because that's great. As you should be. Um, yeah, I've been working from bed lately. I'm just connecting my AirPods because I can because I work from home. That's so nice. What is what is your work from home entailed lately? Because when when we met in Bali, you were acupuncturist, right? Yeah. Um, so I used to work at like a, like a wellness center in the city. Um, and I, yeah, that's like what I did. And then I like kind of felt a little disconnected to acupuncture in general. Like I didn't really, I felt like something was missing for like to consider myself a healer. And mm-hmm. so I decided that I needed to become a movement teacher because I like knew that I needed to do it. Like it was like such an intuitive thing for me. Um, and I was like weirdly avoiding it for my whole twenties. Like I was a gym addict, like obsessed with the gym, but like never felt like I was like skinny enough or strong enough or any of the like enough to feel like I could like step into that teacher role. Yeah. Um, and then I turned 30 and I was like, fuck that. That's not true. Yeah. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So, and yeah, so I like just signed up for my yoga teacher training and like honestly my life changed like more than I ever thought it could yeah like it just totally like opened up so many like doors for me yeah and so it's changed everything for me too but I totally get like 
that that fear, that feeling that you're talking about of like feeling like you need to like have a certain look or whatever to be like in the fitness world. And I felt that pressure too when I was working at Pevolve. Um, you know, even though no one deliberately put that pressure on me, there's just like the images that you're bombarded with and like seeing other people be like influencers and looking and showing off their abs and like stuff like that. It's like you feel like in order to be taken seriously, you need to have a certain image. But honestly, that's like the complete opposite messaging that the fitness world really needs, um, particularly mm-hmm. the health and wellness world, which are all kind of getting bundled into one. And that's like not a good thing. I think, I think people are starting to equate like health wellness with like looking this certain way. And it's just, it's false. Um, and to be internalizing that message is, is like the complete opposite, you know, end of the spectrum of like true, you know, well-being. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, it's a tricky place to navigate, but I feel that because, um, as I was like going through like my healing process and like my body has been changing a bit over the past year and I'm, you know, continually adjusting to it, but I definitely started to feel like a lot of self-consciousness and kind of shame around continuing to, um, well, it was kind of two things. It was like, I didn't really want to keep showing up like my, my body on, social media, you know, it felt, it started feeling very apparent to me that I had been subconsciously trying to show off my body, which I, I didn't realize that like, that was what I was like kind of using as like self-marketing. But I started realizing that I was like, because as I got like more self-conscious with my body changing, and I think it's fine to admit that I was being self-conscious, even though, you know, we try to say, we try to say like, don't attach yourself to your body and like all that kind of stuff, but inevitably we do. And so but as I was noticing that, I was like, I really don't want to be taking pictures of myself. And that, that, that's what made me aware of how often I was taking pictures of myself. And I was like, holy shit. Like I was basing so much off of the way that I looked and like, how fucked up is that? And that like has made it so much harder for me to want to kind of show up in like fitness and movement for a long time. Cause I was like, I just feel like this whole thing is based off of appearance and I know it shouldn't be, and I know it doesn't have to be, and there's a healthy way to approach it. But like the whole past several months has been me trying to navigate what that healthy approach is to like, because in like a, you know, very um, visual focused medium that social media is, it's like, how do you do that without like making the point to be how you look? Mm-hmm. I totally, it's so, I love that you said that. And it makes me feel so validated. Like that we're like, so on the same page because when I signed up for my training like a year ago I was like at the peak of my body like it was like it looked insane I had like 20% body fat I had a six pack I had like all the stuff that like requires to have that like with I had like the perfect body that I looked for and I realized that like my soul like wasn't connected to that and totally. it was like such a missing piece for me that like I like felt so sexy but I didn't feel like my highest spiritual self and Mm -hmm. like and like I threw like really like you know this like these um de-gymifying my brain I don't have a better word for it de-gymifying I like it (laughs) (laughs) I like de-gymified my life and realized that like I like I have all the tools that I need to work out like in my house in my mat, rolling out my mat. And that's like all I need. And like just making my life simpler and that making it more complicated with like the whole, like being attached to like gym culture. And like, for me, it was a lot of like being attached to being sexy. 
Yeah. I like stopped the need to be sexy all the time. And I yeah. realized that like, I actually want to, like I started attaching more to feeling like beautiful. And for me, I feel like beautiful is like, you like look at a person and you realize like, oh, like her eyes are shining. She has like this like spirit to her. And like, for me, that feels way more holistic and way more in line with who I'm trying to be and what I'm trying to teach and how I want to show up for people. And like, for me, like the sexy word was like just trying to be sexy for men, which like, I'm just over it. Like, I just, I don't have to It's actually funny you say that because I think like initially it all starts with like wanting to look a certain way for men at least for me. And then somewhere along the line, it stopped being about for men. And it was almost like for women, not in like a sexual way, but almost like, a, mm. like I know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like I'm trying to like look good for women, but almost like, I, I think that's true in a way. I think almost all women dress for other women just to kind of like show other women what their style is like, or, you know, compare themselves. I think, I think it'd be hard pressed to say that like, no one out there is in some way, shape or form dressing to like impress the people around them. And most of the time it's not actually to impress men, but I mean, I could be wrong and I don't want to make that huge generalization, but I think that was like, what was something for me, I was like trying to get to the bottom of like why I felt like I had to, you know, prove that I could look a certain fitness or, or whatever. And it was never really about like attention from men. It was just like something I'd internalized over time. And as like a, a, a scale to, you know, rank myself or something. And Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but you're so right. And like, when I actually thought about what are the things that I recognize as beauty and like true attraction and other people, men and women is their energy and how present they are and how good they make you as a person feel when you're talking to them um, the things that they're interested and passionate about that they like just love to, their eyes light up when they talk about, they just have this like really incredible energy. And it's something I wanted to have, but I never could have because my focus was in the entire wrong place. I'm like snapping. I totally like agree with everything you just said. Like a hundred, like that's like why I have like dove so deep into yoga is because it like, taught me how to be present with myself so I can be still enough to like actually understand who I am yeah and like I never understood that until I really dedicated myself to my practice and like that's why I preach about doing yoga every day or like doing a movement practice every day because you don't get that from going to a 60 minute yoga class and then like walking and then coming back the next week and like Yes, it's important to show up to those classes because it keeps you accountable and it keeps you um, like part of a community or it keeps you like, there's a lot of like other benefits to showing up to a class. But the greatest thing I've ever learned was like dedicating myself to my practice because it literally teaches me how to be a better me. Yeah, totally. So, and when we started um, training, you'd already been doing yoga, but not as consistently. Well, I, well, to take it all back, I started doing yoga when I was 19 and I was like one of those really annoying students that would always go over to the teachers after class and then ask them a billion questions. Yeah. Like I was just genuinely curious. Were you like that too? 
occasionally. I was also like kind of shy when I was initially starting yoga. And so I didn't do it too much. And I, but I would just like watch all these videos to like kind of get my questions answered that way. But I started approaching people towards the end. And then I was like, I really should just do a training. (laughs) But that was, I didn't do my training for like 11 years. And like, so I, I went through like this, I would go through really like intense phases of going every day. It was like very much a part of my life. And then um, I think that when I, like after I broke up with my last boyfriend and like the whole time I was in a relationship with him, I wanted to do my training. I like had it picked out. I kept on being like, oh, we're going to do this one. We're going to do this one. We're going to do this one. And then like, it would never work for him, which is like always number one rule. If it doesn't work for your partner, if you want to pursue your passion, please leave. Like why are you in a relationship with anybody if they don't want to support like things that really make you feel alive? Completely. Um, Amen. <laughs> and so I eventually like, le- so it's literally when I, my body peaked, when I realized that like, I feel the best, but I don't like my soul is not connecting to my body in the way that I need it to for my health. I like signed up for my, for this training that we met at. Yeah. And um, our first conversation was that was about PVOLV and like how, like, do you remember at the breakfast table? Was it? I was at. It was at a meal, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time you talked. Yeah. Um, it's was, true. We talked about Pevolve, and I was like, "So, by the way, I've never done Pevolve, but I'm still impressed with it. I think it's interesting." Oh, I still absolutely love it. So, yeah. I mean, whenever I speak about it, and like, I had you know maybe some negative mindsets when I was a part of it. Like, there's no. I don't regret any part of Pevolve or have anything negative to say about it because I do genuinely love it and I do genuinely still do it. It was my approach to it when I was Mm -hmm. in it and like my reasons kind of for doing it, even though I think my reasons were multifold and like I was definitely wanting to, you know, learn about like an appropriate way to move your body and to not damage your body. And I wanted to help other people to feel good in their own skin too. But there was definitely a lot of, uh, you know, appearance that was going into it. Anyways, I have a better mindset around it now. Um, and I do still love it. It's an incredible method and I would love to show you sometime. Yeah. I would love to take a class with you sometime. (laughs) Um, so it's like, it's, so it's kind of interesting, like talking about P-balls because there's like all these like methods that people come up with. Um, they're like, Oh, this is the best way to do it. And like, I am like going through my own transformation of teaching and realizing that like for my own movement practice, like I need um, something else also. Like I don't just need to do yoga. I need to like do something like more cardio based because my Mm -hmm. like yoga practice is very like grounded. Mm -hmm. And so today I like just like did this like dance practice and I was like, oh, what if I become a dance teacher too? Like how (laughs) would that look? And so it's like interesting how I like feel so passionate about how my movement practice is like allowing me to really like tap into like all of my potential because I like actually every day tap into myself and I like ask myself like Ricky I go to my mat like this is actually what happens I wake up I roll up my mat I ask myself Ricky what do you want to do today and like I actually answer it I'm like I want to chill I'm like getting my period I need to like just like do like a hip opening practice or like today I was like no I need a sweat like I just need to like move I needed to be like sweaty I needed to be fun and so I like created a playlist because I was like I needed to be fun so I need fun music 
And so I created a stat and created a playlist. And then I just like did this whole like movement practice. And I was like sweating. I had to like change my clothes in the middle of it. It was like a whole thing. Oh my God. That's so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. I was like, what if I just like teach this class to like people that don't like, that don't necessarily want to do yoga, but they want to like move their body in a way that feels like, um, like good for them. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, yoga is not the answer to everything. It's the answer to a lot, but like. (laughs) (laughs) It has a lot of answers, but not all the answers. Um, No, that's awesome. That sounds so fun. I would love to do that. Did you like choreograph something or you just like kind of danced randomly? Well, I don't know if I could say this on my, on this podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway. You can say anything. I feel like anytime I need inspiration, I get stoned. And then (laughs) I get stoned and all of my best ideas happen like between the first and like within the first hour of smoking is like when all of my ideas come to life. And so like last night, it was like a response of I injured my shoulder doing like an hour and a half um, handstand practice last week, which like no one should ever do that. And so I injured my shoulder (laughs) by like pushed myself too hard. And I was just like, it felt too good. Um, which I'm sure you know that sometimes I know like yeah. you get to that point where you're like, oh, my body hurts, but I'm just going to like push in. Yes. Like, no girl, don't push in if your body hurts. Just like breathe. Anyways, I'm the manifestation of my own like worst enemy sometimes. Um, <laughs> and so all. I've been, <laughs> I've been <laughs> dealing with like an injured shoulder all week and I haven't been moving. And so like I smoked last night and I was like, wow, like I feel my fascia really tight all over my body and I need to like move I need to I need it to be sweaty I need it to be like just very different than what I have been doing because I just like need like a really expansive energy in my life like that's what I need yeah and so I started doing it last night and then I was like oh I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and actually do it and so like I woke up tomorrow and I was like oh yeah I'm still in the mood I like so I'm gonna do this like wild dance practice yeah run with it I ran with it that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> so is, <laughs> I hope this becomes a regular thing because I would love to do one of these with you. Um, I'm giving, oh, so then I, and then I, I transformed. I have decided I was like, okay, I'm going to give this class. And so I have four people coming over to my house tomorrow night. Oh my God. And I'm like experimenting to like give this class because I don't know what the format is. I just like, but I need people so that I can actually like practice teaching. Yeah. And so I reached out to a couple of people that, typically won't come to my yoga classes because they say they're runners and I'm like okay Mm. just because you're a runner doesn't mean you don't need to do yoga but I arguably you need yoga (laughs) (laughs) exactly but I'm gonna like lean into that and like I hear you saying that a you don't like group activities fine but b you need like more stimulation it's hard for you to sit and breathe and so like how can I inspire other people to move in different ways that isn't with the name yoga because that's scary to people mm-hmm. and so I invited some people and they're coming like some of them I've never met before and that's I like awesome. on Instagram and I was just like yeah you should just come like I think it's gonna be great oh my god and that's so awesome <laughs> yeah so I'm super excited so that's happening tomorrow night um I'll keep you posted on it you should just make um, it virtual too I want to. I mean, that's like life is so strange these days because like yeah. I I've been doing like tons of market research just for like I have like this course that I'm building and like I've just so I've been just talking to tons of people 
And like lots of people don't want virtual anymore. They're like, I just, I like, if I want, if I have virtual, then like, I like just go on YouTube where I like have my thing. And it's like hard for them to like switch courses on like a new, um, oh, this is such an interesting topic for new yoga teachers. I feel like we should dive into this. I think we should. Like I think we should get students. there. Yeah. I think <laughs> let's go there. <laughs> stopped in the middle of a sentence. And I was like, oh, this is literally exactly like what me and you are dealing with. Yeah. How do you get rough. new students in the world? I mean, in the- yeah. yeah. I, I feel like you're doing a better job of it than I am, partly because I'm still living at my parents' house at the moment. <laughs> and I'm in the middle of trying to move into boston proper and i actually get myself a place of my own but meanwhile i can't exactly be inviting strangers over to my parents house um so i've just been doing like zoom online for whoever wants to join in and it's mostly like family friends or or whatever occasionally you know clients or something but it's never like a huge crew which is fine um Mm it's just it's more it's honestly more for me to you know give me motivation to keep moving my body but also to stay in like a teacher's voice but it doesn't actually give me like the the hands-on vibe, like, you know, energy of the room when you're teaching a class. It's very different. Like, you know, doing a class, teaching it as you're doing it versus teaching as your eyes on bodies touching, that kind of thing. So it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is really hard. I um, What I started doing actually like a month ago, two months ago, was like I started doing a class in the park. And so, like, that kind of, like, got my wheels going. Like, a lot more people, um, like, come to that. But also, like, it's, like, managing expectations. Like, I thought 10 people were going to show up to my class, my first class. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to cap it at 10. 10 people are going to come. It's going to be amazing. Everybody loves me. It's bullshit. You know what? Like, (laughs) it's, like, to get people to trust you, to show up for you, there's, like, such a, like, from, like, a marketing perspective, there's such a, like, process that someone needs to go through to like show up for you that like first they have to like know you they have to like you they have to like yoga they have to have the time they have to have the money like there's so many like steps that like stop them versus like just working like at like a gym or like a yoga studio when like you as a teacher don't really have that responsibility to get students to come to your class because they Like that's the job of the business that you're working for. Yeah. I mean, and naturally, so, eventually pe- people would like come and know that they like you as an instructor. So that, like over time, I think you'd build that loyalty and, and, and like relationships with people. But you're right. Initially, it's like that studio is already going to have their locals, mm-hmm. their regulars. Yeah. Right. And so I don't think that me and you as a, as a new yo- um, movement teacher, like have that built in. Like right. I don't have the option to go to like a studio and get a job because that that doesn't exist for me anymore yeah not right now it definitely doesn't um and it, it may eventually but it's very it's hard yeah for sure so I'm impressed that you've you know at all really been able to bring people both to the park and to your own home in a pandemic so how's that been working out um it's been a huge hustle and like I think that a lot of it has to do with me stopping to be shy about like telling everybody this is what I do and I knowing I'm good at it even though like sometimes I'm just like oh wow that class is not very good but like only I know that I don't tell right. people that right you know where I'm like oh I have so much more to learn even in like my infancy of being a teacher even if I've moved my body for 12 years it's very different 
like teaching people how to move. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the things that draws me to yoga teaching in specific though, is like, it's so humbling no matter how long you've been doing it, no matter like even teachers who've been teaching for 20 20 years will tell you that like every day, you know, they'll show up and just be like, oh shit, you know, I have to teach all these people. And it's like you, like, I think maybe sometimes that can feel like intimidating that like, oh, you're never going to get to a level where you feel like totally confident in everything. I mean, I think some days you do, but I also think that like, it's important to continue to realize that like, I have so much to learn, but also how exciting is that? Yeah. I mean, like after last class, no one would know this. And I hope any of my students listening to this, like know that I love them so much. And like, I thought class was amazing. But like the first thing I said to Pearson after class was like, I need to go back to training. Like there's so much I need to learn. Right. Like how can I get my ass back to training like as soon as possible, but also like not leave my life because I'm also trying to build a business. Yeah. So like, it's like, I want to be in two places at once. And yes, I know the answer is do an online training, but like, I just want to go back to Bali for a month. Right. I know. That was amazing. It was so amazing. I, I'm, mentally, I bring myself back there all the time. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a hard place to navigate, but I have loved sort of following you and just, you know, even from a distance since we've been back. Um, cause I, I think as you're speaking about all these things, like movement, really helping you tap into your full potential and all of this, like I've, I've even seen like a energy shift from, you know, when we met to now in you and just like the way you're showing up and your confidence level and kind of just, you're like, whatever, let's just try this, like wing it attitude. And I think it's awesome. So I just want to like say that I notice and that I think it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I really like stopped second guessing myself. Yeah. Like it, it was so important to like, I think that there's like this feeling of like yoga helped me slow down because like I like my brain is very scattered and all over the place. And like some would say I have like ADHD or whatever. Like I don't feel like focused. And so like what yoga helped me do and like having like a movement meditation or like having my space to slow down, it really like forced me to like focus my attention on like the things that make me happy and like it's not all yoga related like I made merch yesterday because I just decided I was like I'm a brand I need merch yeah and so I, I literally just sent like a text out to like all of the people I know and I was just like hey I'm making merch it costs 50 bucks it's coming in two weeks do you want a pre-order and I got like 10 people to make a pre-order what are you making and just a sweatshirt oh <laughs> and it has my logo on it and like Will I sell it in the future? Maybe, but it's like not about, it's, it's, it's like for me, I feel like I'm in this like really deeply creative space where I want to just like throw a bunch of shit at the wall and like see what happens. And so like, if I become the merch queen, which like, I kind of want to, it sounds really fun. Like everyone like merch is like this like funny way of getting other people to pay for your marketing as long as what the product that you're giving them is like a valuable product. So yeah, I didn't sure. get a shitty, I didn't get a shitty one. I got like a really, like a good quality sweatshirt in like a really nice color that people would actually like. Yeah. And like, would I, do I hope it blows up? Maybe. Yes. Of course I hope it blows up, but like, I don't, that's not the point. Like right. the point is to like, just be in action and like do the things like, you know, like actually like if I decide that I'm going to make a sweatshirt, like find the place to make the sweatshirt, give them my credit card, make it happen. And like, 
stop second guessing yourself that it's not perfect and it's not exactly the one I want. And like, it's a little bit too much money. So I'm not making perfect profit. Like I think like for like forever, I got really stuck in like details of like perfection and details and like not being good enough. And now like, I know I'm, however, I, I just am like, so as long as I like show up, like, I know it's going to be great. Like whatever happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that attitude. And it's, it's true. I mean, and when we say everything's going to be great, it's not like everything's going to, you know, work out. Everything's going to be like a, you know, a a hit out of like a home run, you know, like, but whatever sticks is going to stick because you threw handfuls out the wall, as opposed to just like one, one thing. And then it didn't stick and Oh shit, that's failure. It's like, no, throw like 10 things at the wall and like five of them are going to stick and like focus on those kind of thing. So a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And I, I totally feel that I'm like kind of been in the same vein, even though like it hasn't been directly involved in like building like my yoga based business, but like whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, I think thinking about a personal brand is also just like an extension of who you are. So I've just been in this period of exploring, like, who am I, you know, who am I aside from the girl who in the past, you know, two, three years, whatever has defined herself sort of by these more superficial um, things. And yes, I'm still someone who loves, you know, uh, helping others to feel better, to feel healthier, to have more vibrancy and vitality. And that's something I'm still very passionate about. And I so grateful that I now have this, uh, different mindset and approach around it. You know, this whole, you know, healing experience for me has been really revolutionary in the way that I'm approaching all of that, but it's also been something that's made me want to be a bit more mindful and keep a little bit of a distance from it, at least now, while I'm still kind of going through the tail end of this, personal process for me and still sort of figure out, okay, what is my real relationship to it? How do I really want to show up? But in the meantime, what else am I about? Because this does, I don't want this to be like the one thing that defines me. And I had kind of completely shut off like the creative side that I did have to myself that I like knew that I had, but I kind of, you know, never really gave it much of a second thought because I knew like I'm, you know, a mediocre drawer, a mediocre painter or whatever, but I was never like, oh, I could really, you know, do something with this. I could be an artist from life or whatever. And so in my mind, I was just like, what's the point, you know, or at least we're told if you're not like top tier talented at something, like why do it, you know, like do something that's going to like really make money kind of thing. And so I just kind of like never really continue to pursue it. But then I started just like pulling out, you know, my mom's, um, what's it called? Watercolors and like paint stuff or whatever. And I was just like going at it and I was like, this is like, this is fun, you know? And it's, I don't really know where I'm going with it, but I'm enjoying it. And I started doing these little illustrations and things I've been posting on Instagram lately. And I like, they may or may not be like on brand. Like, I don't really even know what like the brand is anymore, but I think as long as you just keep coming back to like, whatever, you know, your core sort of personal mantra is or whatever that is to like just show up just like do things just throw them at the wall or for me to just honor yourself every day and you know that can mean just you know creating whatever you feel called to create or it can also mean you know treating your body with respect so it's like there's a whole spectrum yeah I mean I love that you've been drawing lately and like, I don't even, it's funny because I feel like the way I see you is someone who's like so branded, like with the, like the colors you like to wear, like you have like a very strong sense of style. And so like that totally translates into the art you make. 
And like, does it? So, I don't know if it does. <laughs> it totally does. When I saw, like, I mean, when I saw that you sent it to Chase, first of all, I was like, I'm jealous. I want one. How do I oh, get I would one? I'd love of to those? send you one. Yeah, just ask, baby. <laughs> I love asking for one. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I mean, like, I don't, there's something so nice about like the, the like exploration of like what a wellness brand could be without it having to look a certain way and like you know like you've created your brand of like honor yourself every day and the way you honor yourself every day is like writing or and writing I meant to say painting but you also you also write all of it yeah (laughs) all of it and it's like how can you like I'm here the question I actually have for you is there like one defining thing that motivates you to do all the other stuff that um that make you happy and feel alive and feel vibrant or do you feel like they all kind of like um they all kind of like inspire each other that I don't know if that made sense but yeah no I mean it does I think it's funny because I think they all kind of inspire each other in a way Mm -hmm. now that I think about it I mean I think it depends on like sort of my mood that day. Sometimes sometimes I feel called to do one thing or another to write or to paint or to move my body or whatever to based off of where my energy is. If my energy is more in my head and I just can't really get it into my body, then I need to get it out of my head. Like if it won't go in my body, I have to get it out of my head. And so that's when I feel called to do like the painting or whatever because I just don't want to continue running around in circles up in my head, you know? So then I kind of just like, I will either journal out as much as I can, or if I don't even really want to like journal the thoughts, then I'll kind of paint the thoughts or whatever, you know, I just kind of let it get out. And then sometimes getting it out that way then inspires me to move my body because now I've been doing something that's a little bit more stationary, but still expressive. So now I want to get in my body. And then sometimes it's the other way. So sometimes I'll like feel like, okay, I've got like the physical energy today. I want to do something. I want to do some movement. And then after I do that, I'm like, okay, I feel like, I feel like now I feel called to be creative and they kind of just kind of feed into each other, but it's different in that before I never had that kind of balance. And so I would kind of feel like, oh, and I'm in my head. Oh, I have to like force it into my body or, you know, I'm in my body. So like, great, I'm doing that. Um, but I didn't have anything to balance out. So it's just kind of like, oh, now I have this great energy instead of creating something, you know, it was like, all right, let's do something physical again. And it was just like, I kind of always resorted to that. And my mind wasn't, you know, seeing other areas of interest really. Um, if that makes sense. And so now that totally makes sense. I love that. Like I, it's like, I think that there's something really nice about growing up and like becoming aware of like, these are, this is me. This is all the stuff I like to do. And like, how can I like honor myself every day? Like your amazing brand. It's so good Thanks, um, to like live your <laughs> ultimate self. And like, you don't always have to be happy. I'm sure some of your movement practices are angry and some of oh, your yeah. art's angry. It's like, it's all, but it's like about like being authentic and showing up however you are. And I mean, there is this element of like, always going back to something that's healing I think that we have to be healing all the time there's never like we're never done yeah like the more we 
separate ourselves from the concept of like, oh, today I'm healing and today I'm not healing, then it's like that separation doesn't feel healthy for me. But as long as you're like in it and present with yourself to do like the things that make you feel like you like have more energy to like, you know, I mean, in a practical way, like I, I feel like as like a yoga teacher or like a wellness professional, like, especially in this space, the only way to be like successful is to like hustle. And like, if you, if we need to hustle to like get ourselves in this place that we feel like financially stable, emotionally stable, all the stable, how can we honor ourselves to show up for ourselves every day? And like, it's not like we need to like work our asses off, which is what we do, we do, but we just need to work smart. And so like hustle smartly instead of like unsmartly. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) And I think that like also brings me to another thing is that I feel like I also kind of exhausted myself in uh, trying to make the hustle happen in, in being like a wellness professional and almost to, and like to a point where it was impacting my own wellness as, and, and maybe I wasn't truly honoring myself every day or, or I was doing it in more superficial ways and not actually like looking at, you know, what is, what does that really mean to me? Um, and it can mean multiple things depending on the day or the moment or the instance, but I was really only looking at it in more surface level way at the time. Um, and so I think I started feeling drained by it for a bit and not really wanting to show up because I put the pressure on myself of it needing to be something that I was doing for, you know, for an income. You know, I assume, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's something that's so tricky to navigate in general, as I think right now with, especially with everyone being online, everyone having a side hustle, everyone doing like 10 different things at once on, on top of their full-time job or on top of being a student or whatever, is that everyone thinks like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not living life right if I don't absolutely love my job, if my job isn't my passion, if I haven't like made that my source of income, you know? And so, but when you do that, sometimes you really lose the drive behind it. You lose the passion behind it or the reason why you loved it in the first place. And I, I like to think about it as so like my mom loves to make jewelry, something she's always loved to do. She's a hobby. She's a very creative person. So any sort of creativity I, I have, I get from her, but she's so good at it. And she loves to give them away to family and friends and everything. And we're like, mom, you could sell these. Like you could make a whole business out of it. You could go to you know markets and all this kind of stuff, build a website. And she was like, at first she was like, oh, you know, that could be cool. And then she had a few friends kind of like offer to buy pieces from her or whatever. And she was like, you know, the minute they started doing that, I just didn't want to do it. You know, I just like love it. I love it more when I just like, you know, put the love and energy and inspiration behind creating something. And then I get to give it to someone or, you know, as a gift. Um, but when it, when it just became like a, a job, something I had to, to do, then I didn't like want to do it. And I like, didn't get that at first, but I totally get it now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I still, I still love, you know, that it, that it can be my job, but I think it's really important, like for anyone who's feeling like they need to make, you put the pressure of, you know, trying to earn something or, force an agenda on the thing that they're passionate about, just be careful because I don't want you to lose your passion for that thing. I would rather you like not make money off of it than to lose your passion for doing it in the first place. So sometimes, sometimes it, it's a good thing to have, you know, a, a job that maybe isn't like what you absolutely love, but as long as it gives you time to do the thing that you do love, I think that's what's more important. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's so funny because my mom's the exact same way um, of like, just not, doesn't feel the need to work, doesn't feel the need to like have her like own like independence. And like, I feel like she never really gave me those tools to feel like I could support myself. And like, I always felt like a man was going to take care of me. And mm-hmm. so like a huge part of my own like healing and of like my own um, transformation as like a woman is like realizing that like I can actually take the things I'm passionate about and make a really amazing living from it. So I, I think that I love your point about like the um, not having to hustle all the time because yes, like being my own brand, being my own business, trying to like become a yoga teacher in like these times right now, like it's really hard. It's really hard. Like some yeah. days I just cry. Cause I'm just like, yeah, what am I going to do? It's so overwhelming. Yeah. But what I found that's really helpful is that I spend, I started living my life with a, like very much in tune with my cycle. And so I don't, um, like there's like two weeks out of the month where I like work my ass off and I hustle and I like start new projects and I really trying to like get myself out there. And like, I push myself more than I am. Like I push myself out of my comfort zone. And then like around my period, like, like the week before my, like in PMS times and then like my bleed week, it just don't work so hard because I know I can't. And I know that I need, like, it's my time to, like, kind of, like, come back to myself, and it's my time to be more internal. I, like, cancel plans to, like, just be social because I realize, like, I just can't be around people. Like, I just, I'm, like, way more, I'm way less, I do less during those times. Yeah. But then I, like, notice such a difference that when I honor myself in those times, I just kind of get into, like, today is, like, my first day where... Well, like yesterday and today is like my first day where I'm like out of my period. And like, I literally feel like a different person. I feel like I'm like, oh my God, I can start a new project. And now I'm like starting this new dance class that like, I've never been a dance teacher. I don't know how to be a dance teacher, but I'll figure (laughs) it out. You know? (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love that. And I totally feel that I'm, I'm starting to understand my cycles more because for a while as I'm like recovering them they're like all over the place and so like I mm-hmm. I can't be like oh I'm in like my second week my third week because sometimes they're like just so much time in between but they're slowly normalizing now which is amazing and I'm starting to notice like the actual varying levels of of like when your hormones shift and then you feel the energy or you feel the less energy or you feel social or you feel less social or whatever and being able to be like oh, like I just got my period. That would explain why I didn't sleep the last three nights and I felt like crying all the time, you know, like, and just Mm -hmm. honoring that and being like, that's, there's nothing wrong with me when that happens. That's just like part of it, you know, and embracing that and allowing that to be like the time you turn inward and you journal and you get it all out and you feel those feelings. And then when you're, you know, you're through and you're in the next phase, like you're in now, like embrace the hustle. Like, of course, go for Mm -hmm. it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that either. So I'm embracing the hustle today. Though when this comes out, I might be like sleeping. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but you mentioned that you're starting a program and tell me about that because that sounds really cool and fun. Yeah. So I realized that it, that um, there was this, uh, wow, my brain is sort of frazzled. Let me just center myself. Okay. <laughs> All the time you need. Um. 
So there, I noticed that there was like this huge gap, especially when I was teaching a lot online, where mm-hmm. people like just didn't know how to move their bodies and felt very confused about um, like where their muscles were or like where their elbow is or like how their shoulders should be or how to activate their core. And like mm-hmm. in when you're giving like a regular like gen pop class on the internet, like I can't even see you. I have no idea what's going on in your body. Like I don't know how I can't give you cues. I can't give right. you any of that stuff. And so I realized that if I want to be able to teach this, like I need to teach this separately. And like I really want to empower people to be able to move their bodies without me. Yeah. And like be able to move their bodies by themselves. And I realize that if like women specifically, because I just don't work with men anymore. But if I realize that women specifically don't know how to move their bodies, don't know what a proper warm up is, don't know what like a middle of a workout is, don't know how to cool down, yeah, and don't don't know how to like find how to engage their legs. Like, how are they supposed to be able to do a, a workout and like really reap all the benefits of like a movement practice without knowing? And so what I did was I created this program. It's called the Embodiment Course. And it is an eight-week course that um, breaks the body up like in, in a really systematic way. And so the first week, we just talk about breath, and we talk about how to um, infuse your movement with breath. Because I have noticed, even with myself, like when, like sometimes I move and I'm just like not breathing. Well, not actually, not anymore. I I'm really good about it now. Which I'm very proud of myself. It took a long time to like yeah. retrain myself to move correctly with all the movements that Mm -hmm. I was doing um and so the first week we really explore breath and we we like break down um like what like a sun salutation and like talk about how to breathe with every movement and like why you breathe with every movement and Mm -hmm. how when you do when you um let's say like a forward fold that's like always an exhale because you're like contracting your belly you're like you're literally making space for your spine to contract into your legs and then And then like, you know, when you lift your arms up, that's always an inhale because Mm -hmm. like you're opening up your rib cage. And so like it really explains like from like an educational point of view, like why you move a certain way and why you breathe a certain way. Um, And then and then subsequently each week we like break down the body parts. We talk about the shoulders, the core, the spine, like all the different body parts. Um, and it is like a strong overlay of yoga. We do talk about a lot of the yoga poses just because that's what I'm into. So I chose <laughs> I chose that like um, uh, style to teach under, but um, yeah. it's not like strictly just yoga. It's kind of just like a, like how to move. Yeah, how to um, be then, in your body, bring your awareness into yourself and like get to know it, you know? That's it, awesome, yeah. Yeah, and then there's homework that, because I... Like, I mean, I always joke that I hated homework as a kid, but I really think that homework is really important <laughs> to kind of like allow you to stay in the experience and yeah. not just make it like a once a week thing. Um, there's homework, there's like a feedback system built in. And um, yeah, and then the last week we really just like talk about how to build a movement practice um, and make it like really good for you. And yeah, so that's starting really soon. I'm really excited about that. That's incredible. That sounds so awesome. And what a what a cool opportunity. And so how do people sign up for that? How can they reach out to you? How does that work? 
Um, well, I assume that my info will be linked to this somehow. Surely. And so in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> so you could just find my info. You can send me a DM. You can also uh, find me on rickywellness.com. Uh, my Instagram handle is ricky underscore wellness. Um, I might give you my number if you message me and we become friends like that. We can become text buddies. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put all of that in the notes for sure. Um, that's so exciting. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. And I just love watching everything that you're doing. And you also like re-motivate me and re-inspire me. So on days where I'm just like, eh, you know, I don't really know what I'm feeling. I love seeing what you're doing. And it just inspires me to like, hey, you know, we're all kind of in this together and just kind of winging it and going with it and seeing what works. And you just kind of keep throwing shit at the wall. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you really enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, it would mean so much to us if you could give us a review, five stars, share us with a friend, a family member, anyone that you think would benefit from listening to today's episode or any episode for that matter that you have enjoyed so far. And if you would like to connect with me or Ricky, you can find our details in the show notes. Find us on Instagram, send us emails, check our websites. Doesn't matter. We'd love to hear from you. Ricky's embodiment program sounds amazing and she shares tidbits of it on her Instagram. So check that out for some sneak peeks. Um, It really sounds incredible. And um, I have some spots opened up at the moment for some one-on-one coaching. So if you would like to save your spot to work with me before the new year, go ahead and head to the show notes um, or just check out my website and you can fill out an inquiry form there. That's a hard word to say, inquiry. And um, we'll take it from there. So, all right, wherever you guys are, be there fully, honor yourselves every day, take care of you, take care of each other, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.